Uh, Line of Basketball Podcast episode 147. I don't think the first half of that was English from me. Um, whoop, almost dropped the pen. All right. Uh, yeah, the the comments in there right now that's on me, uh, I definitely scheduled it for the wrong time at first. So it oh. made people get the impression that it was – and I didn't change it until like 9.50, so that's not not great. That's on me, so uh, <laughs> I'll take that uh, blame. Yeah, um, uh, Crypto was here at 10. Uh, he said Pickett was in God mode and Schlagboy – said well shucks yeah and then crypto realized that uh <laughs> it was at two and then we did it early so he's gonna be late so sorry crypto yeah it's on us it's on us uh but yeah late. before we get into the game and the loss i just you know the good old days of watch parties when illinois didn't get blown out like this is like maybe the biggest blowout in a watch party with the exception of missouri this year probably so um, yeah. And this was a very frustrating one in the sense that, you know, I mean, you, you call it a blowout, but it was only a 12 point game, it, it, but it was, it was never close. I mean, it wasn't, You're it right. was like, even when it got to nine, they'd call some ticky tack travel, but uh, I'm just going to play this watch party video from last year, just to show that it was a good time last year. And uh, this, this year's kind of sucked for those, even though they've had some, some glorious moments, of course, but I mean, beating Nebraska at home is not really an electric environment for the watch party but, <laughs> right uh, yeah this video is funny and if it blows out people's headsets that's yeah, turn on your me. volume down just in case well yeah good luck <laughs> similar opening to a 90s sitcom that's what i that's exactly like is this this full house makes people feel good uh yeah yeah, so that's a good feeling to have before the game that we get into and yeah uh, illinois pretty much gave up 100 points yeah uh penn state was uh unconscious and illinois didn't have an answer defensively so yeah give up 53 in the first half 40 in the second half at least they won the second half 41 40 right all right yeah it's big news Electric. Hinkle likes it. All right. Um, player of the game. Uh, we we both picked the same guy this time. So you didn't give him any love last time. Uh, neither did I. So uh, Ty Rogers. Uh, 26 minutes. It's got to be his highest minutes this year. I would assume. I didn't yeah. really look. but Let me, I, let me, let me give that a once played over. A, I don't think he's played over 20 yet. He so. played 18 uh, in three straight. 18 okay. minutes and three straight. This is his second most minutes played. Uh, he had 28 against Monmouth, really? 23 against Lindenwood, 21 against Alabama A&M. So it's his first 20-plus against a real opponent, I would say, because 20-plus yeah. in uh, five games going in, but those were, like I said, Alabama A&M, Lindenwood, Monmouth, Kansas City, and Eastern Illinois. But this is his most effective 20-plus minute game for sure. Absolutely. Uh, five of six from the field, uh, one of two from the line. So 50% getting that percentage up. 11 points, eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, only one turnover. So uh, Ty Rogers was very good on the defensive end, like usual. And he was very good offensively, which we've we've kind of seen that develop over the last few games. Um, a little bit more aggressive than he has been uh, in the previous times that he's played. So it's nice to see Ty Rogers kind of making this jump. It, it's just, can everybody else do things when he makes this jump? I guess is the biggest thing. So, um, but yeah. yeah. 
Anything on well, Kyle you want to say? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, unfortunate that he didn't go 100% from the field, I would say. Um, yeah. If he had a jumper, that would be pretty sweet, but maybe that'll come with time. Uh, made a free throw. And I, I don't feel know like if he, he needs a jumper, though. I mean, yeah, but it'd be nice to have another, you know, yeah, thing to go to, like a mid range jumper. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also, he, he, um, he made a free throw, right? One for mm-hmm. two. Yeah. And then I think his second free throw looked like a like a miss on purpose to me. <laughs> he threw it off the right side of the rim and it went right to Coleman. So it felt felt like a purposeful miss. I don't know. Maybe maybe they that's were what down, they're trying. They were down like nine. So it was like, okay, you get us another possession, get it down to six maybe. Yeah. Uh, but also, if anybody's going to take one for the team and miss a free throw on purpose and make their percentage worse, it should be him because – he is shooting. Let's give it a look. <laughs> What's he here. got to lose, uh, right? <laughs> he is shooting thirty-one percent from the free throw line, seven for twenty-two. Not bad at all. Uh, but fifty-four percent from two and zero uh, percent from three because he's zero for one. Yeah, so not bad. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Illinois wasn't terrible offensively this game. Um, the three-point shooting was bad. Like it has been. When, when isn't it bad? I mean, seven for 27, 26%. That's just what they are from three. And I don't understand why they can't just, I mean, they were 64% from inside the three point line, 22 for 34 from two. That's, that's like, that's what they are. Like they're elite from that area. And from three, I mean, when was the last game that they really truly shot like a good percentage? 25% against Rutgers. 31% against Iowa, which it's not that bad given the standards for this team. 17% against Nebraska. 30% against Wisconsin. Uh, 17% against Ohio State. I mean, most of these are wins, too. The last time that they shot, I would say, an elite above-average percentage from three was Indiana, 42%, 8 for 19, and they lost that game by 15. So kind of tells you that even in an era of basketball where the three is, you know, as important as ever, I don't know if it's really that case in the college uh, landscape than it is in the NBA, but so you're just looking at the three-point percentages and you see that the best, the last time that they shot above 30% or above 31% from three was Indiana and they lost by 15 and it was 42%. Other than that, it's been very low. They've had three or four games. I just went over the percentages three or four games under 20 percent from three that they won like handily like yeah Ohio yeah. State Nebraska both of those games and and you know Brad they shot 25.9 I'm sure he probably already said that but Brad said we shot horrendously from three so that didn't help either and their average is 31 percent so that's literally making one more three how about not take 27 they mi- they missed 12 twos 22 for 34 from two yeah so, so it's like you got to at some point just start completely going into that and being like, okay, we'll shoot under 23s and just get the ball inside because yeah, we have a number so of guys better. that can score. A so perfect example of that is Jade Neps, who is six for six from two and 0 for seven from three. Right. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's your point guard. Yeah. That's your guard. I, I don't know. I, I understand that, you know, Illinois, sometimes you got to, you got to take threes, but. Jaden Epps was struggling from three. So there were some that you're just like, stop. Um, When Illinois kind of got it within, you know, six, eight, whatever it was, it it just seemed like they just kept coming down and chucking up threes. Um, And nobody was good from three. So I I don't know. Uh, R.J. Melendez? R.J. Melendez, he's back. 
hundred percent from three turning, turning the season around. So, um, but yeah, Terrence Shannon, 35 minutes. He was five of 14 from the field. One of five from three. I uh, got most of his points from the line, nine of 10 from the free throw line for 20 points, three rebounds, four assists, three steals. He had two turnovers and he fouled out of the game. So he was okay. I mean, I don't know. I not, not his, his field goal percentage was a lot better as the game went on. He started off pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, made free throws. He got that going for him. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, does. just not, I mean, I don't really want him taking five threes anymore. I'd, think three is about right i don't think anybody except for matthew myers should take over five threes on this probably team. correct well you know if luke goody ever gets into form you watch back he <laughs> can take true. 10 that's true yeah um coleman another guy that he shot six threes two of six from three uh played 35 minutes five of 12 from the field 12 points five rebounds two assists one steal one block um i mean that's a, I like i don't think anybody just had like a terrible game Except no. defensively, Illinois could not get stops. Um, Brad talked about how they missed twenty. Illinois missed twenty shots in the first half and had one offensive rebound. So those are the things that kind of killed Illinois here. No second ch- chances, um, and it just seemed like Penn State hand in the face. You know they had a lot of open you know layups too, but hand in the face they were making everything. They kind of let Pickett get going with two early threes, and you get Pickett feeling good, you're in trouble. So uh, Matthew Meyer, 31 minutes, three of six from the field, two of five from three. Three uh, three of five from the line, 11 points, seven rebounds, three assists, one turnover. Uh, had the patented fouled on a three. I think he made one of them. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Meyer, I told you if Meyer was on Pickett, he, it was not going to be pretty, and Meyer just kind of fell for a little jab step, and Pickett went around him. Um, but n- nobody could lock up Pickett. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's double teaming him. Uh, I think it's probably relying on the fact that he's not going to make every shot. Yeah, you, you got to hope that he doesn't go fifteen of twenty yeah. from the field. So I I don't know. Um, it, it's got to be. He what'd you say that he only made two threes? Is the most he, he's made all game? Yeah, he hasn't. He hadn't been making a yeah. lot of threes. Like he hadn't had this many threes in a game um, for I think the entire season. Yeah. I think he's more of a two point. Like yeah, his most threes in a game for the season. He had three against Purdue and three against Winthrop. Yeah, and then he has five against Illinois and probably could have easily been like seven or eight for nine. Yeah. So. Yep. Definitely could have. Um, Epps played 30 minutes, 6 of 13. Like you said, 0 of 7 from 3. Missed all his threes. 12 points, 1 rebound. He didn't have any turnovers, so that was good. Um, you could tell that Epps didn't want to guard Pickett on the switches. Uh, yeah. he, he did stop him once, but there were two other times where one of them he just kind of gave up. And Illinois Illinois went back into that switching defense um, that, that we saw you know, earlier in the season. And I, that obviously wasn't the answer because I don't Dane think Danger gonna, would be on him. They're not going to do that again. Yeah. I, Underwood said, I, I got it down here somewhere, but he said something about that's just what they force you to do is to switch yeah. a lot. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's coming back. I think that's just well, if teams want to was beat the Illinois, way to try to stop if, them. If teams want to beat Illinois, then they should try to get them to switch all the time. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, that's easy one. That is the way to do it. Um, Dane, 18 minutes, three of six from the field. He did make all three free throws, nine points, four rebounds, one assist, two turnovers. Uh, he just he couldn't play that much because they were switching. Uh, when he was on picket, it was not it was not pretty. Uh, and I, I don't know why Illinois relied high, so highly on him switching off to picket. I know that, you know, they, they, they aren't supposed to do that when Dane's in the game, no matter what. And they were doing it in this game. So I don't know. Uh, Brad was asked if uh, he just didn't have it today. And he said, yeah, quote, Brad said, quote, yeah, along with a lot of other dudes. Um, I think the biggest problem is why did, why is Illinois offense running, running Dane off the elbow? Like he, he is receiving the ball in the, on the elbow more than he is in the post. This, this is a game. Dane was my player to watch. This is a game that Dane should have been able to dominate. And he just. The one big that they have is a freshman and Illinois wasn't even trying to force the ball inside. They were just giving no. it to him on the elbow handoffs or handoffs, yeah. taking a left-handed 10 footer. I mean, it's yeah. just so stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah left-handed 10. Can't make free throw, but he did this game, but. Left-handed ten footers probably not probably not the shot for him. Uh, sincere thirteen minutes, zero for one, uh, just one three that he shot, one rebound, one steal, one block, one turnover. Uh, I thought this was probably Sincere's worst game. Um, he was in he he played. That's you know. Yeah, but he was on he was on Clary and Clary. I mean, kind of took advantage of him. It looked like so. Uh, it, it just Illinois defensively looked dead from the start. And and I I get that when teams are making everything, it's kind of hard to get in a rhythm and, you know, get up, but they got to find a way. Uh, your boy Luke Goody went uh, 10 minutes, so he doubled his time from last game. One of two from three, three points, one rebound. Uh, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, Melendez, three minutes, one of one. It was the three at the end of the game, three points, one steal, one block, one turnover. I didn't understand why Underwood decided to play him in the last minute or two minutes of the first half because he got in and Clary just went right by him. Yeah, he's so, uh, he got beat twice defensively in three minutes. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. It was just I feel like that's a rough spot to throw somebody in. Yeah, when, when you're reeling already. So, um, yeah, but again. Offensively, the team wasn't bad. Seven of twenty-seven from three, brutal. But that's Illinois. And if they shoot over twenty, they haven't. You know, they 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 don't shoot them at a great clip. So I don't know what you're supposed to do. Uh, out rebounded them. Yeah. Out assisted them. Yeah. Uh, had more same amount of blocks or no more blocks more steals. Uh, more uh, offensive rebounds, obviously, which is always the case in, against Penn State. And also uh, 16 for 20 from the free throw line, so one more free throw than them. The difference, they shot 43% from three. Illinois shot 26. They shot 72% from two. They were 21 for 29 from two. And Illinois was good but not good enough. 1.31 points per possession. For Penn State, that's a tough spot there. Uh, I don't it was think like 1.5 in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, you look at Penn State's previous games going into this loot games that they lost 1.06 against Maryland, 1.09 against Wisconsin, 
uh, 1.02 against Nebraska, 1.02 against Purdue. I mean, I don't like 1.3. They did it against Michigan State when they beat them. Other than, or Michigan when they beat them. Other than that, it's just you can't let a team go. Like Rutgers held them to 0.73 points per possession. So it's like it's doable. Yeah. But obviously, Illinois, Jalen Pickett must just hate Illinois for some. I don't know. Maybe he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is now the fourth guy that has had a season high against Illinois. Uh, Pickett, of course, with 41. TJJ with his 35. Tony Perkins with his 32. And Kobe Brown with 31. So <laughs> either everybody just gets really good against Illinois or Illinois doesn't know how to stop a, hot, a guy that's hot. Four know. losses right there is what I see. Yeah. I also <laughs> see like bigger guards. Like Perkins is pretty big. Kobe Brown, I guess you could say he's a three, but I think in the pros he's a two. So he's pretty much a guard. TJJ is the anomaly. They're out of the four, but like bigger, bulkier guards that Illinois doesn't really have an answer for because I don't think Shannon's going to check those guys. And obviously Epps is a little bit smaller, so not not great. I think you need to rely on Coleman to try to frustrate them with the length that just hasn't worked, and they really haven't tried it except they tried it against Pickett. He wasn't going to guard Perkins, right? So yeah, I don't. I mean. Again, everybody tried Garden Pickett. Nothing worked. Um, I, I felt like the lineup of Hawkins, Meyer, Epps, Shannon, and Rogers is one that I'd never want to see again. I feel like those those are the five ISO ball guys that we have on this team. Um, every time they'd get the ball, it just kind of stopped, and it was like make a play. Uh, there was one time where they actually were passing the ball, and then they passed so much they passed up three open looks. So – they got to find a balance between between one on one and not overpassing. Mm-hmm. There's there's just a a spot there. So um, they uh, <clears throat> let's see what else I got here. Underwood was asked uh, if the, if Penn State forced them to do the switching, and Underwood said, "Yeah, that's their whole deal. That's why they are really hard to guard and hard to play little guards." Our debate all week was, do we put Jaden or Sincere on Dread or the big guy? Imagine that conversation. <laughs> Let's put Sincere on their on their center uh, because you are forced to switch. Funk is an elite screener, and then he blurs a lot, and they force you to handle that switch. The three times we didn't, he shot naked layups. But let's naked. let's put let's put uh, <laughs> let's put Sincere Harris on. 234-pound uh, <laughs> Miles Dredd, who's who's a power forward. I know. Can you imagine? Um, he said, yeah, they do as much guard-on-guard guard screening because of Pickett than, any, than anybody in the country. When you can keep the ball all night and never give it up, you ha- and if you blitz him, he passes out. I think they were one of the best teams in the country and lowest turnover rate in double teams. So that was that's Underwood's excuse for not doubling. It's because they don't turn the ball over when you do. They are the best team in the country. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, that. number I get one. It. I get it. Um, so yeah, in in Underwood went on this rant again about how guys can hold the ball for twenty seconds, um, and how the NBA doesn't allow that, and how the NCAA needs to look into it because Pickett can just 
back you down for 20 seconds and you can't guard it. Um, he literally said, quote, you can't guard him. They probably would have beaten the Celtics tonight. Okay. <laughs> uh, the three, the top three teams in turnover percentage on offense are three teams that are not good. Penn State, number one, they're good compared to these teams. Notre Dame is number two. Really? And folks, uh, Notre Dame is two and 13 in the ACC. And Wisconsin is number three. And they're seven and eight in the Big Ten. So uh, not it doesn't even matter, I guess, would be my thoughts. I mean, yeah. Oral Roberts is fourth. They're pretty good. NC State's okay. They're fifth. Iowa's sixth. Michigan's up there. So yeah. I mean, I'm just glad that Brad didn't say, I don't care about Pickett's 41, but Seth Lundy's 15 killed us. Yeah. So uh, where, do you, one of those. where do you think Illinois ranks an offensive turnover percentage out of the 363 teams in America? <laughs> 342. 229th. Okay. Not as bad as Pretty I thought. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Not as bad as I thought. I thought they're 307th, 307th three point percentage. So they got that going. <laughs> good. Turn the ball over and can't shoot threes. That's, you know, they were def- 56th last year, by the way. Definition of making a run. So 56th um, last year. Yeah. So I, uh, again, team's hot. Team's hot. I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, Underwood's post game. I got it like three here, I think. Uh, he said he opened up with, quote, they're good. I have said it all along. I like Shrew's team, and they're old. They execute. They have a great offense, and when you don't show up to play with much bite and much fight, this is what happens in the Big Ten. You have an off night, get it to six or seven or eight, and then we foul. So um, it, it just it seemed like Illinois just could never close the gap. Um, and – a lot of that is, you know, stupid plays, um, travels, some missed calls kind of ruin flow. Um, but, you know, you, you can't give up 93 and beat anybody is the way I feel. Um, he said, quote, Pickett is tremendous. We let him walk into two threes to start the game, let him get into the rhythm and let him feel good. We did everything we said we weren't going to do or try to do. <laughs> so. Good game plan, bad execution, Brad says. Uh, he said he talked about the missed shots. Like I said, 20 missed shots um, in the first half, one offensive rebound. So that will tell you where our effort and our mental capacity was today. Um, I guess that's why we sold Ty Rogers for so long. He had four four offensive rebounds, four of the seven. So um, – Underwood ended with, uh, quote, can't dwell on it. We have five games in nine days with the COVID game, so he's bringing that up already. Um, if you think I want to to not get home and get rest, we've got Indiana, Minnesota on Monday, and then Northwestern. We can't dwell on it. Because I guess he came out and said, I didn't say much to the guys. I said, pack up. We need to get home and rest. So they were asking about that. But I think it's, I think it's four games in nine days. So that's a lie. Oh well, I maybe I misheard him. Because it would be five and twelve ga- days if you count the Penn State game. But if you go from Indiana to Ohio State, that's four games. Okay. What's the last know. day of the month? That's a liar. Twenty eighth. It's February, right? Yeah. So he just straight up lied to everybody's face. Nice job, Brad. Go three and one in this stretch, and you're back to feeling okay. It's certainly not going to happen tomorrow. So you got to go three straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh yeah, I mean so now we get do? Indiana off a loss, so that doesn't matter. Good stuff. And whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, okay. 
Indiana off of a loss this year. They had a three-game losing streak and a two-game losing streak. So nice try. Yeah, and we get to find out if Brad actually can lose two in a row because he hasn't done that all year. That's very true. I think, think he can. That. I think, think he can. That. Yeah, I can tell by your uh, score prediction here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spoiler Certainly. alert. <laughs> uh, all right, Illinois, 11 a.m. ESPN tomorrow, Saturday, 17-8, in the Big Ten. Now are the Illini. They're at number 14, which they'll drop anyway. Indiana, 18-8, and 9-6 in the Big Ten. Uh, Indiana almost came back at Northwestern on Wednesday, but uh, they lost on a boo-booey offensive foul that yeah. was uncalled. A and I, I love Indiana and Purdue fans that tell every Illinois fan that they're crying about the refs, that they've been crying about the refs all week. So good job, Indiana. Imagine crying about the refs when you get obliterated by Maryland. <laughs> and people think that I was complaining about the refs from this Penn State game, which I was not. I was literally just saying – certain ways that they call this game completely interrupting the flow does, yeah. or the inconsistency such as like, and I feel like that happens to Illinois a lot. Like it, it just, I think it's part of it is just the way Illinois plays. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's the ref's fault. I like turnovers, things like that, you know, add into there too. But I mean, who, who got, somebody got called for just a terrible travel. Like it wasn't a travel. Sincere. Yeah, that's just terrible. Sincere. That was an awful call. They don't ever call that. And then they like they let Pickett be as physical as he wants, but if somebody on the defensive end checks him, then they're going to get a, a foul call. Him. That's just yeah. a complaint. I'm not saying that Illinois would have won because they wouldn't have. Uh, but <laughs> Mark says it was a great game until tip off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Similar to this Illini game tomorrow. Um, Indiana's three and two in their last five, but they're eight and two in their last ten. TJJ has twenty plus points in seven of his last nine. Uh, they turned the ball over fourteen times at Northwestern. Northwestern only turned it over four times. Like that's a big factor. I think Northwestern is like the opposite of what like Ohio State is. Like Ohio State probably should have more wins than three in the Big Ten. They haven't played well as of late, but there were earlier games in the in the year that, that they should have won. And Northwestern has been winning some games that they probably shouldn't win. Yeah, uh, and that's not a knock on Northwestern, but I hope they take it that way because you know, screw them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I think that that's kind of I just I think it'd be absolutely hilarious if Northwestern won the Big Ten. That would be hilarious, and I honestly kind of hope it happens. That would be very funny because yeah. Northwestern has a zero percent chance of getting to the Sweet Sixteen. By the way, just a zero percent chance. I don't care who they're playing; they're going to get exposed by somebody, and they're not going to. They they've been relying a lot on their home floor. Yeah, and. uh yeah, to get Purdue and Indiana at home. Yeah. Especially once you beat Purdue, you're feeling as good as you can. So, And they have one like legitimately really good road win, I think, and, in the Big Ten this year. And they were up Indiana. 19 against Indiana, and Indiana had a chance to win that in the end. So. Yeah. But like on the road in the Big Ten this year, they beat Indiana. Sure, good, good win. That's a good win. Even though it was Indiana early, early January when Indiana was – not good. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost at Michigan. They lost or they uh, won at Nebraska. They won at Wisconsin, at Ohio State, lost at Iowa. So I'm not going to act like Northwestern is some sort of juggernaut. I mean, their metrics aren't good either. So suck on that. Uh, Indiana, though. <laughs> yeah. Who's uh, Illinois playing? Indiana, yeah. Nine and, right? Indiana, nine and six in the Big <laughs> okay. Ten. Uh, Illinois <laughs> takes on the Northwestern Wildcats on February 26th. Yeah. 
That'll be a uh, an interesting game. Twenty third, sorry, twenty third, twenty third, because they're at Ohio State, then at uh, home against Michigan. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Indiana projected starting lineup. You got uh, Hood Shafino at the one six six freshman. Four turnovers at Northwestern. Wow. Really went into great detail with these players here. Uh, <laughs> Trey Galloway at the two six foot four. He was fouled by Boo Booey on the final possession at Northwestern. He got shoved into the first row as a ridiculous miss call. <laughs> yeah, I'm all I'm all for not uh, ending or uh, calling stuff like that. But look at the Super Bowl number one, number two. Uh, that was blatant. When is that, that blatant? Full extension. Yeah, and it, when you put, it, I mean, he literally pushed him four feet. So and it's boo booey. This is not some all American guard that we're supposed to care about. This guy's what do you mean? Uh, he's tricking everybody into thinking he's good. Who right said now. that? Andy Katz called boo booey oh an all American. I think. Oh my god. <laughs> Or maybe I just would, call them all big. No, maybe I, I can't. I got. If you said all American, just fold the <laughs> entire thing. I, I gotta, I gotta look it up. You can be yeah. an all American. Like that's the dumbest thing about all these awards and shit. It's like <laughs> you can go, you can play well for two months out of like five months of the season, and then you're an all American. Like, come on, give me a break. And I don't care about the empty stats that he compiled against like Brown or one of those opponents. Insane. Uh, Miller Cop at the three, six foot seven, one for six from the field against Northwestern. Uh, and then you got Race Thompson's back at the four, six foot eight. Didn't play against Illinois. Thirteen points, three rebounds, five for five from the field at Northwestern. And then you got TJJ six nine. Enough said. All American. Uh, you could make an argument for him as the Big Ten Player of the Year. I don't think it'll happen, but I think that that's the only other guy you could make an argument for behind Edie. Uh, maybe if Indiana closes out and wins like every game, and and Purdue loses a couple more, and Edie has a couple bad games, and TJJ keeps putting up twenty and fifteen. Maybe there's a chance. I, I think that the, in, the yeah. narrative matters so much, though, that it's kind of already – it's similar to Io and Garza. Like, yeah, Garza was the guy yeah. for four months. He wasn't going to lose it the last minute. Right. not saying that I, – I don't think Io deserved it anyway, but it's kind of how it works. Sorry. Uh, Andy Katz said, Boo Booey making a push for first-team All-Big Ten. Where does he rank in Big Ten guards this year? He's probably top five, but – I have trouble believing that he's an all Big Ten first team guy. Yeah, I agree. Because I think you have Pickett is a lock for one of the guard spots. Yeah. Um, it is kind of weak after that. So I guess, may, I mean, Jameer Young probably would be a good case right there, right? I mean, Jameer Young has been excellent for Maryland. Uh, he had 20 against Purdue, 18 against Penn State, 17 against Michigan State, 14 against Minnesota, 20 against Indiana, 18 against Nebraska, 22 against Wisconsin, 26 against Michigan, 30 against Ohio State. I mean, 20 against Iowa. I think it's probably Young and Pickett first team right now, in my opinion. Yeah. So nice try there, everybody. Good try, Andy Cat. I mean, boo booey. Give me a break with this guy. <laughs> no way. Why? Because he's gone two for eleven from three in the last two games. That's that's elite for a guard, <laughs> and he lives the free throw line. Like lives there. He, he's shooting five plus free throws almost every game. Yeah, I'm wrong with that. Really tore it up. Uh, really tore it up against the Illini. Two for thirteen from the field. Eleven of his fifteen points on free throws. That's all baked in first team if I've ever seen it. All right, <laughs> we've pretty much. Done a Northwestern versus Indiana versus Illinois hybrid here. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ken got Palm. Got them all together. Illinois is 46th in adjusted offense. Indiana 23rd. Uh, adjusted defense, Illinois 28th. Indiana 36th. Tempo, Illinois 64th. Indiana 142. And overall, Illinois 24th. Indiana 20th. Yeah, so. 
Uh, what's this comment here? You're going to love it. Piper made an argument yesterday for Boo and Adige as the best backcourt in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're they're definitely the most uh, seasoned. Nobody in the and league, they can come back next year. That's what's crazy. Nobody in the Big Ten really has like a backcourt. Yeah, two backcourt. Yeah, like if Jamiri, if Donald Carey would do anything, then I would probably say it's Maryland. Uh, I mean, I think Purdue, even though they're freshmen, they've both been really good. They've both been among the best freshmen in the country. Illinois' backcourt is a joke, so, but it's not bad actually. If if the backcourt is Epps and Shannon, it's you know statistically it's pretty good. But yeah. um, I think Audige is a much better player than Boo Booey, because um, he actually you know defensively and a little bit more consistent. I think. Uh, I I think maybe you know, it's just like the Big Ten backcourts are so average. That's the problem. Yeah. Like if Indiana had Hood Shafino and Xavier Johnson healthy, then it's probably Indiana. Um, That's true. Michigan State has a decent backcourt. Tyson Walker makes big shots. AJ Hogard. It's just as as the kids say, there's a lot of mid in the Big Ten this year. As as the kids are as as they're saying, uh, if Michigan, I mean Michigan, if they were healthy, um, Kobe Bufkin is terrific. Uh, and Doug McDaniel's young and kind of small, so I guess that's kind of a, an issue there. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, you probably you could make an argument for them as the best backcourt, but I don't really yeah. know if that's true. Boo Booey sucks. Um, all right, <laughs> players to watch. Players to watch. Uh, <clears throat> I went with uh, Jade Nepps uh, coming off the 0 for seven from three. Uh, he he's got to get. I, I he's got to get to the basket a little bit more kind of try to bring TJJ out um, so he can I, – I'd like to see him dump it off a little bit against uh, Indiana. And uh, I want to see his defense against Hood Shafino because he's a great freshman also, and I think Epps can uh, can be just as good. So, uh, And then I picked Miller Cop because uh, Tracy Jackson Davis, TJJ, as we call him um, – he he's not a player to watch. We know he's going to get thirty two, and that's not that's not what's going to beat you. Um, and I believe Geronimo's hurt, or he's coming off injury, so he's only he only played four minutes against Northwestern. So I couldn't pick him. So I picked Cop. You got to limit his threes. Um, TJJ is one of the best passing bigs uh, in the Big Ten or the Mid Ten, if that's what we want to call it now. Um, uh, a little bit too too old for that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So Jaden Epps, Miller Cop. Uh, you, you don't pick TJJ because he's going to get thirty five regardless. I would almost argue that TJJ goes twenty for twenty two from the field with like forty seven points. <laughs> I think that's what, what we're looking at here. Uh, I'm going Matthew Meyer because I think in a road game you're going to need him to hit some of those threes. Get, yeah. get if he hits at least like three or four. Like if he plays like he did against Wisconsin or Iowa, it certainly help. Uh, then I'm going with Tamar Bates as my guy for Indiana because I think you picked him last game. He's been inconsistent, but he's torched some teams from three. Like if yeah. Illinois is going to double TJJ, which they probably won't, if they're going to do that, he's going to have to kick to open shooters. And Tamar Bates has torched teams doing that. Yeah. Now he hasn't done it in a while. I mean, he had 17 against Michigan State, and then he's had a bunch of up and down struggling type he went games. Oh, for three against Illinois the first time. Yeah, I, I did do my research on that. Uh, 0, for, 0 for 5 from the field against Michigan. 0 for 2 from the field against Northwestern. 1 for 1 from the field against Rutgers. He's he's made two shots in his last four games. He's probably going to make like 10 threes in this game because why the hell not? Now, do you want to employ, and I'll give Chris Collins credit, his defensive game planning 
in the Big Ten has been very good. Um, do you want to employ that strategy of doubling bigs from anywhere? Yes. I think you have to double TJJ um, because I think that he gets a, a little flustered when you double him. Um, I don't know if Illinois will do it, though. They I, will. I, yeah, I, I just – They've beaten because, TJJ three or four times without doubling him. Right. And right. Brad was like, well, look at the models there, the percentages. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, they're trying to stop threes. Uh, and that's uh, – Indiana only had nine threes in that 80 to 65 blowout. So, <laughs> good thing they limited those threes. Yep. But Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Brad does anything other than – like, they, I don't think they practice any sort of zone. Um, I don't think – I don't think that he does anything other than either fight over screens or he switch everything. So uh, against Penn State, I would have loved to see him press a little bit, um, try to quicken the game up, you know, let Penn State score 120. I don't care. But, yeah, that made no sense to me. The fact that they just let Penn State get in their half-court offense every single time. Yeah. And just yeah. burn clock. Yeah. So I I don't, I don't think Brad is going to double TJJ. But I'd like to see it. He did it. I think he did it one time in the last game, right? And he even said, "Oh, we tried it. Like you tried it once, Brad. Come on, dude." Um, and uh, shout out to Zachary Perrin, Perrine, whatever he is, Frenchman. Yeah. See you later. Uh, he's gone. We talked about it on the watch party. We didn't really talk about it on here because who cares? But uh, get, in the, yeah. the Indiana game was his uh, Illinois debut. So wow, a legend. Jesus legend. I mean, I just honestly I don't give a, a damn about uh the narrative with him. Uh, but I do think it's kind of annoying if you're Illinois that you invested that much time and money, especially Jeff Alexander, into a player and then he just leaves because he's not playing. Like, did he expect to play? Like, if he expected to play, then somebody whoever's telling he, him that is an idiot. I think he expected to make more money, is what I think. Okay. I honestly do. Like, I think he's gonna go over there, be a pro make his money, whatever. And we'll um, never see him again. Because because it was really weird because three days before he said sayonara, um, he, they put out a video, like a video of, you know, dedicated to the process and all this. So they, they were trying to get his name out there because he apparently wasn't happy. Um, so I don't know. Go make your money, kid. I don't know, but Rory just chunked a shot on the ninth and got it real close. I wish I could do that. Uh, all right, predictions. Yeah, the the on purpose chunk. Uh, that's he didn't. It didn't look. He didn't look like he was doing it on purpose. So I play the game. Um, I'm going to stick to my guns, even though I hated after the Northwestern loss for Indiana. Um, I, I I predicted this in the countdown to March Madness that Illinois would be the upset. I actually was going to pick the Northwestern upset. But I'm like, no, I don't want Indiana coming off a loss playing Illinois. So I picked the Illinois upset. Uh, but I got 72-68 ILL. Yeah, I'm going to take it a different direction. Um, <laughs> this will be the highest margin loss picked in the history of the podcast. Uh, I'm taking yeah. Indiana 85, Illinois 61. I think it's going to be worse than the first time. I think that TJJ is going to have at least 47 points. No, he's going to have at least 25 probably 20 rebounds. Hood Jafino will probably be just doing what Pickett does, which is hitting every mid-range shot and a couple threes. He'll probably have 18 to 20. Uh, I'm sure Miller Cop will make three or four threes. It's just, it's going to be disgusting and it's going to be <laughs> annoying. And I think we need to start bracing ourselves for the fact that this team might be like an eight or a nine seed. Nine seed, yeah. 
Yeah. Which, I mean, maybe it'll be better that way. I don't know. I mean, if you run into a one seed, or if you're a one seed in round two and you're playing an elite eight seed, you get a little scared. If you're a four seed and you got to play a five seed who's better than a five seed, then you're also a little bit scared there. Uh, So maybe if they end up playing like, uh, even though I think Houston would probably kill them again, but maybe not. Um, Honestly, I think Illinois against Alabama would be their best matchup out of the one seeds. And you know why? Because Alabama is young. And if you can let Brandon Miller only drop like 20 on you, maybe you can beat him in round two. But this is the great episode of getting way far ahead of ourselves. So I'm not going to do that anymore. That's right. We Uh, But we need to start bracing ourselves for the fact that this team could end up being like 10 and 10 in the Big Ten. Like there's a chance. There's four more losses on that schedule potentially. And I think it starts with this one. And then I think – you know, Northwestern, Ohio State, Michigan, Purdue, they could lose any of those games. We don't know. It's going to be, you know, we're going to see because Brad Underwood's If typically... they lose to Ohio State, don't even let them in. Play well, that's a road team. game, a lot of talent. Um, Who has a lot of talent? Ohio State. He's had beat by 30 to Iowa. That doesn't mean they don't have a lot of talent. Sure. Um, Bergy says, Zach signed as a pro. I think he signed with an agent. I, I haven't seen that he actually signed with a team, but... Ohio State has two or three NBA guys, so there's definitely talent there. They just suck. Good. Um, Yeah, you're using the talent word like I mean they're good. I mean that doesn't they're they're literally (laughs) they've uh, they've lost a billion games here. Are you are you happy that Minnesota got moved in between these two games so you don't lose three in a row? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, of course, Illinois winning, um, unless you're Ethan and you're negative. So let's go around the big, the mid, mid 10. Maybe the team should show me that they don't suck. How about that? <laughs> I hope they do. I hope how they many do. games they have left? Six, right? Uh, the last two years before this one, Brad Underwood four and two in the last six last year, mm-hmm. and then the year before that, they went uh, five and one in the last six. And then the year before that, with the COVID year, they went uh, five and one. So in the last three years before this one, in the final six games of the season, they are fourteen and four. So historically good. Uh, this team feels like a lot different than those teams. Like the fact they're seventeen and eight right now might be a miracle, given some of the flaws that this team clearly has. Yeah. And I'm no longer on board for the Elite Eight Final Four ceiling. I think the ceiling is Sweet 16. I think they'd be lucky to get there. Thank you. And I think a lot of the teams in the country this year show, with the exception of a few, you need to be old. I think Epps and Rogers sticking around will be very, very important. Probably the Mm -hmm. most important thing of this offseason is that. Not who they bring in from the portal, even though it would be nice to bring in like a junior or a senior who's big talent. I don't know if it would be from a power or a Mm -hmm. mid-major. Um but being old because you think help. you think Coleman's going regardless, right? I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. He's not TJJ. TJJ could have gone twice probably by now, and he hasn't gone. Yeah, I still I, Coleman seems like the guy that wants to be a first round pick. If he stays, I would welcome it. If he wants to stay here, because that's a senior. Yeah, and you know what you're going to get, and you probably need somebody at that spot next year anyway. So, Brandon Lee, senior next year, right? Or is he a senior this year? Get him on the court. He's a junior. I think he's going to the draft, though. That's um, true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 
And Sky Clark is back in the gym. So how about that? Sky Clark is back in the gym. Come back no. for the stretch run. <laughs> I don't think he comes back to Illinois at all. Probably not. No. I would say there's a one percent chance. Uh, okay, <laughs> around the Big Ten, Purdue loses again, sixty-eight fifty-four, and really wasn't that close at Maryland. Uh, Purdue's lost three of four now, I believe. Are two of the? Are all three of those on the road? I think they are. Uh, at Northwestern, at right. Indiana, at Maryland, and that their one win, correct. their one win in that spot was home against Iowa, I believe. So yeah, they've had a lot of court stormings against them lately. Kind of a tough schedule, yeah. So. Uh, and it really highlights the overall idea or the overall thing in college basketball that where nobody can hold on in the top like two spots. Uh, yeah, I sent you that thing. The number one team's been beat eight times this year. I hate um, it so much. And it's the most since like 1997. Yeah, maybe even having like three or four teams, that's all, you know, that's all cute and stuff. But like, Jesus, it's just, there's, just, it's there's too not much. a dominant team this year. I mean, which I, is I, expected with how much turnover and difference yeah, in rosters and absolutely. how much better some of the other schools or smaller schools have gotten. But like, Jesus, I still yeah. think Houston, Alabama, UCLA, clear cut top three to me. I'm not going to budge from that. I think Alabama's best team in the country. I'm not going to budge from that. You're not going to put Purdue in there, huh? They're like fifth. Okay. I think I put Kansas fourth. Okay. And then maybe, I mean, did you watch Gonzaga last night? They might be back. I did not watch them, but I saw they won by, they were up 40 at halftime. They won by 43 to a team that they lost to. They were up 40 something at halftime, right? That's the dumb thing about Gonzaga. How are you up 40 at halftime? What was the score? 60 to 20? They uh six <laughs> sixty eight to twenty eight <laughs> at half. Yeah, <laughs> holy cow! They lost to Loyola Marymount at home and then go on the road there and yeah. beat them by forty three. That's just <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, if Julian Strother has thirty, you're dead because he's like the third option, maybe second option for this team. Yeah. You're dead if he has thirty. Yeah, if you get beat by forty three and Timmy has thirteen and six. Goodbye. Yeah, Gonzaga's back. They're in the top nine for me, no doubt. But in terms of the Big Ten, yeah, the Big Ten is so average. Like I don't think any team in the Big Ten. I think Indiana is the best chance of a Final Four. Honestly, I do. Yeah. How many? Te- what's your over/under teams that make the Sweet Sixteen out of the Big Ten? Half. Half the teams. So four. No, zero point five. Oh, <laughs> half yeah. a team. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. I'll. I think I'd probably take – I think at least one does, maybe two. I think it depends if, if Michigan wins the Big Ten tournament, they'll probably get to the Elite Eight. That's true. So that's something that's to think true. about. Uh, Michigan State, maybe. I mean, they're pretty old. I think oldness matters. Oldness, that's a beautiful term. Uh, but, yeah, Maryland quietly has the second-best metrics in the Big Ten. I believe they're 15th overall in the country on Ken Palm right now, which that's five spots ahead of uh, Indiana. That's nine spots ahead of Illinois, and I believe that's 12 spots ahead of Rutgers. And I don't know how many spots Iowa might be third, actually. No, I think nope, nope, never mind. Iowa's 32nd and they're by Michigan State. So yeah, Maryland. I think Maryland's good. I don't know. I not surprising that they went from an eight no start to being twelve and seven, but now they're eighteen and eight. They have won six of seven, uh, including wins over Indiana and Purdue. And I might as well say they did beat Penn State, which Illinois can't do. <laughs> One loss in that time is Michigan State. All right. you know what, tip of the cap to Tyler and cap tip to Ethan. <laughs> uh, cap tip. 
I don't know if I even want to go there. I think uh, I already went there enough. Yeah, you went watch there party enough, yeah. with Warner being an absolute dork saying cap tip. Give me a break. Yeah, and so if, you, if you if you think we didn't do the game enough, like if we didn't, usually we talk for a while about the game, but we did watch party. If you want to see our instant reaction while crap was happening, while the bus was flaming out of control going off the cliff, you can watch that back. So. Yeah, and it's we probably got one or two regular season watch parties left. I would say. Uh, yeah, I would. I would think so. Probably one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I I do want to see if we can figure out how to do a Big Ten tournament watch party, maybe for like multiple games. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we we need to get equipment apparently. Well, I'm working on it. Send uh, us your monies, everybody. Do a little eight-hour marathon for four games. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that would be that would be hell. Maybe not. I don't Subathon. Know. It probably would. Warner offered Pickett another oh, really? cap tip Great. on his terrific. Tulip. No, he didn't. Did he say cap tip? God, so annoying. It really is so annoying. Uh, and it shouldn't be, but uh, yeah, I also wrote Ohio State's three and twelve, so cap tip to them for for that. Yeah, good work. Uh, and they then, got a lot of talent though. They do. I mean, Bryce Sensible <laughs> will be. I mean, even though I do think that, I don't know if Holtman's doing it on purpose, but it certainly seems to me like he's tanking Sensible's draft stock. Uh, so yeah. Um, let's see recent bracketologicallys. Okay. Uh, Lenardi, who Bill Walton said was, uh, what do you say? A, uh, <laughs> let me see if I can find it. Uh, you called him a troll, I think. Yeah, a troll with no respect for the con. I mean, the Pac 12 sucks this year, <laughs> so whatever. Uh, and I, I love mean, if it was up to Bill Walton, it, like the Pac 12 championship would just be the national championship. Yeah. <laughs> and he said that on the Pac 12 network, he didn't have the balls to say it on the Big Ten ne- or the uh, the ESPN. ESPN. <laughs> Uh, this is today bracketology from Lenardi, the troll who has no respect for the Conference of Champions. Uh, number one overall seed, still Alabama, which that's right. That's the right move. Uh, last four in, which is just unbelievable to me that these are the last four in to him. Uh, and this is why this guy is so overrated. Kentucky. That's a tournament team. North Carolina. Sure, I guess, barely. Wisconsin? What about Wisconsin says tournament team? They're terrible. That's what it says. And then Clemson, who is what eleven and five in the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just one of those years. Nothing's going to make sense. And then he has Charleston as a last four or first four out team with no logo. Doesn't have a logo next to him. No respect. So yeah, Wisconsin is an eleven. Um, Indiana as a five. Iowa as a six. Purdue as a one. Um. Maryland is a seven. Uh, Illinois is a six going downward. Rutgers is an eight. Uh, Northwestern is a six. Michigan State is a seven. So eight big or uh, nine big 10 teams he has in. Nine. That seems a little much. I mean, what are we doing here? The, the three, the four conferences. The top four conferences and bids, according to Lenardi, are all ESPN packaged uh, broadcasts. Any, 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 uh, any, anything there? You think? Like <laughs> ESPN does Big Twelve games the most. Right. I would say they do SEC and ACC, and then the Big Ten. Yeah. All four of those, they have 
seven seven bids in the ACC and the SEC, which is just insane to me. There's no way you can't tell me that some of this isn't influenced by the fact that he works for ESPN. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I agree. What do you want me to say? Mountain West, three teams. Sex says, how many people do, would you guess the field of 68 has on payroll? I don't 15. have any idea. <laughs> I don't know. What's your definition of a random, like John Henson or something? Played in North Carolina, played in the NBA, good player, quality ball player. <laughs> a lot of terrible coaches on there, like Laval Jordan and Chris Mack. You know, those guys are terrible coaches, but they're not coaching. Uh, yeah, so Purdue's still a one seed. I don't know what they would have to do to drop. I mean, maybe UCLA is the team that could take them over. Yeah. But I think he might have Purdue as the number three overall one seed. It looks like it. Yeah. So, yeah, Lenardi, I think he has heavily influ- influenced bracketology, which is why he's an overrated troll. It's true. Let's just, I want to compare bracket Dom here. So, it's not, he, okay, so. So let's see. Lenardi has nine in the Big Ten, eight in the Big 12, and then seven each in the ACC and SEC. I'd like to compare that to Bracket Dom, who doesn't appear to have any biases on on the surface. Second overall uh, bracketologist in the last four years. Okay, so he has much different picture being painted here. So eight in the Big Ten, that's one less. Eight in the Big 12, which is fine. Most have that. That's one. Six in the AC, so that's one less, and seven in the SC. So it's not that big of a difference, but also, I mean, nine in the Big Ten is absurd and shouldn't happen. Uh, the ACC with six, I think, is a bit generous. It looks the, like his last four or first four out and last four in are kind of flip flop from Lenardi because he has Kentucky, Clemson, and Wisconsin last four out. Yeah. Or first four out, sorry. Yeah. Um, What's he got Illinois at a seven? Sick. He has him as a six, too. Northwestern is an eight. <laughs> when was this from? The 14th. So he's so, a few days it's late. The day bo- it's the day before Northwestern <laughs> once. So they're probably up now. But anyway, yeah, the Big Ten's probably going to get – they should. They deserve to get six or seven, but they're going to get eight. Yeah. Seems like stupid. Good shot at getting eight. So. All right. Let's finish this thing up. <laughs> Unfortunate. Big Ten doesn't deserve anything. It's embarrassing. Conference sucks this year. Uh, if you're looking for anything to do on a Friday night, tune into TNT of the Rising Stars event, uh, the NBA All Star Game. You, know, you get uh, Darren Williams uh, coaching a squad, and uh, Jalen Green of the Houston Rockets was injured. So Io Dosumu steps in. He'll be on Darren Williams' squad tonight. So you check that out. I don't really know what the format is, but. They'll they'll be out there doing stuff, right? So, boom. yeah, I I don't watch NBA or All Star Game, so sure, sure. Yep. All right. <laughs> uh, Monday is the game, right? I don't know. I, I'm leaving this weekend, so we got to figure out when we're going to do the show. All right, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll let you know. Illinois loses by 40 tomorrow, but it is what it is. It just has to be that way. So, Ouch. Ouch. Uh, shout out to my brother, too. He's playing for the regional championships, Mount Pulaski girls. Uh, good luck tonight, brother. Uh, if anybody cares, you can go watch some <laughs> good girls basketball in Mount Pulaski tonight. So, 
be more people watching that than the rising stars. Uh, all right. <laughs> I agree. See you, Zach. Have a good one. Go and we'll, we'll see everybody next time for episode 148. Goodbye. Later.